This is the Integrative Entrepreneur Podcast, where it's not what you do, but how you do it. This is a podcast for entrepreneurs brought to you by entrepreneurs. We have been building a multi-million dollar healthcare business for over 10 years, and we have weaved together some of the best information for the people that are doing the best work in the business. This includes Dr. Martini, who is a master in human behavior, to Vern Harnish, who has created the methodologies of scaling up that has scaled many, many of the best businesses that we all know of. We want you to not only have a business that you love, but also a life that you love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Integrative Entrepreneur Podcast. We have been a bit MIA for a little while, but we've had a lot of awesome things brewing in the back, and I am super excited to be kicking off 2023 with a special guest. And we have Sunny Dublik here, and we were actually recently just introduced now that I'm down here in Charleston. But my fellow Jersey girl, because we managed to find <laughs> each <everywhere>. other. <laughs> and we were just talking all about marketing. And I loved your tagline is no BS marketing, because for those of you that know me, <laughs> I am no BS life in general. But I want you to just introduce yourself, tell everyone a little bit about yourself before we dive into our topic around where marketing goes wrong. Awesome. So my name is Sunny Dublick. I am the owner of Sunny Dublick Marketing. I created I created my business in 2017 really to help entrepreneurs, small businesses, and startups find what I thought were a lot more efficient solutions to marketing. I kind of bounced around in the Philadelphia ad agency scene for about 10 years before I had my own company um, and then also did some time kind of in the corporate marketing side. So I've seen a lot of both sides of the coin. And the biggest thing for me is how can we better serve the client? And so, yeah, I've kind of taken on that role as my company really focuses on brand strategy, marketing planning, and fractional CMO services. I love that. And I think what's huge to point out here is that there are some people that are actively looking for the services that you provide. But I think in the day and age that we're living in, there's a lot of people that are seeking out that like immediate gratification marketing, which is I need someone to do Facebook ads. I need someone to do LinkedIn ads. I need someone to build me a sales funnel so that I can start making seven figures when I sleep. And personally, what I've found is is that that was me at one point. <laughs> it's and been all of us. <laughs> it's been all of us. But damn, the amount of money that I threw down the motherfucking toilet bowl. Yep. Like... <laughs> just like multiple thousands a month and just seeing virtually no ROI and not even knowing why yep. at that moment. And I'm I'm so curious for you to share your expertise on this. But, you know, in the coaching realm, I've just found like I didn't even know who I was talking to. Yep. I didn't know who my customer was. Yes. I think what's really interesting is that things have obviously changed a ton because it used to be like print ads, billboard advertising, radio spots. That was how people thought, this is how I'm going to reach people. And now in this day and age, everyone is talking about SEO and ads and emails 
And, you know, they can sit there and do what they do, which, and I'm not trying to knock every agency because it's, you know, not fair to say they're all the same, but they have things that work for any other client and they kind of are going to assume based off that premise it'll work for you. I kind of like to equate this to if you go to a doctor and you say like, my pinky is broken, it's obviously broken, I need you to fix my pinky. And really it could be something much different. Let's say it's a wrist issue or something like hey, that. Hey, you're but, talking my talk, girl. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but you're, you're self-diagnosing the problem. And if there is indeed a problem with sales, which nine times out of 10, people want to up marketing for sales. Mm. Otherwise it could be an awareness play or, you know, all sorts of different things. But the majority of people want marketing for sales. And if you look and kind of just like zoom out the lens, instead of getting so focused in, I need more money. So therefore I need to run a social media ad. Mm -hmm. I always ask people that say that to me, what is the last social media ad that you've seen that you've taken action on or thought, anything was like super impressive that you stopped showed a friend anything like that and that's not to say that it's not effective but you're missing all of the key components like all of the things that you need to build before you go into doing those tactics because you can find a million places that will spend your money as we kind of talked yes. about you know <laughs> but do you really understand what you're saying, who you're saying it to, and why? Are people really going to take action on this? And I honestly think if you bake it like in its essence, marketing is just saying the right shit to the right people. Mm -hmm. And in that though is so much because what are you saying? Who are you saying it to? And where are these three really core questions that I think nobody really asks ahead of time? And the the funny thing to me is often when I work with people, they'll come to me with a very specific thing. Like, I just need you to do like an automation sequence. I need a lead funnel. And I always try to back up a little bit more and to tell me more about your business. I want to understand what your goals and objectives are. I want to really understand your customer. And I think what's really interesting is that sometimes business owners aren't nearly as obsessed might be a strong word, but I think, <laughs> I think it's important with knowing their customer. You should be obsessed with your customer. Yes. You should know them so intimately yes. that you know their story, their habits, yep. their family life, their career goals, their things that they do on the weekends, the yep. foods that they enjoy, yes. the activities they enjoy. What are they talking about when they're out with friends? It should be to that capacity because that's how you truly connect to them. And what I find as well is that when you truly know your customer, you know at least their top three needs, mm -hmm. then you might actually reconsider your offer yes. so that you can then give them the top three benefits that they need to fulfill their needs. Yep. And, and that's like, that's a whole separate entity in itself because first of all, if you don't know who you're talking to, you're potentially spending money and not getting anywhere. But then also if you are potentially gaining traction and then you're bringing people in and they're like, but this offer just doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. And I like, I use this example really well because my personal business model on the integrative medicine side has actually changed a lot. That business was very established and had a brick and mortar location in New Jersey. And it attracted people that really craved community. Mm -hmm. 
And that was one of the reasons why we had a lot, a lot of long-term clients because it wasn't necessarily just about the care. It was the conversation. Yeah. It was the community. It was the fact that some of these people made lifelong friends chilling in the sauna together. Yeah. <laughs> and because they had, you know, they had similar interests and similar values and it was really fantastic. And there was a lot of people that didn't move forward in our new model because the primary thing that they loved about Integrated Wellness Group was community and that community was going to be gone in their minds. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time is that we personally love working with kind of like people similar to us. Yes. You know, that that's yep. something that I think is a key factor that uh, entrepreneurs need to realize is that you and what you like and what you do is actually probably very similar to the person you can serve the best. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's like we're this busy career focused family now. And for me, it's like, that was always an obstacle for all different types of self-care and self-development was like time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just like, I'm busy. I have goals. I have things to do. I have priorities. And time was always a a critical issue. And we realized that working with individuals similar to that, they're like, I can't embark on a healing protocol because time is an issue. Yep. And so now our entire design of our new model is actually geared towards how can you actually get well on your own time in your own house still having the same high grade level of medical equipment and medical services that you used to get at IWG now we've just like wrapped up in a bow ship it to your house tell you exactly what to do and now you got three kids sitting on a couch doing something called an amp coil session all getting a healing treatment together yep yep I love so much you said something that like I just adore because I read somewhere once we are all our own ideal clients. Yeah. And I think that that is the most important thing because I think the best characteristic of a good marketer is being a good listener and being able to literally put your like put your feet in someone else's shoes, so to speak. So when you're questioning with this work, I think the question almost needs to be flipped and turned on its head and would this work for me? So say for example that it's like a social media campaign that you're like super stoked to launch and it's going to be ads and all of this kind of stuff. Would I respond to that as you know what I mean? Like as a yeah. customer. And same with email and same it's with just all a, of these things. It's just like a common sense question. Yes. It seems so simple, but it's so relevant and important. Yeah. And that gives you the baseline and the context to really rethink what it is you're doing and what you're offering. And I love what you're saying about how you're evolving your services with your customers because that's how you get those loyal lifelong customers that stick with you over time because they understand that you're evolving and growing with their needs. Because I don't think that any great business remains great in a vacuum and just stagnant for its whole life. You look at, it's just, it's always, I call it the Apple paradox. Every business owner that I talk to kind of in the conversation of getting started working together, I ask them about the aspirational brands, brands that they love. And almost everybody says Apple. We talked about this earlier. I'm an Android user. I don't subscribe to that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But they wouldn't be where they are if they were just a computer company. They literally have taken the technology and the coolness of their brand and evolved it into music which started with the iPod which was a huge hit now it's into phones like they're changing with the needs of their customer and that's why they have such a loyal fan base and I think that's what's so important is like I get I don't I hate to say creepy but to the point where like when I create it's just fancy marketing talk for target audience you could call it an ideal customer avatar a buyer profile it's all just saying who this is for but I like to name them and I, and they're silly. I mean, mine personally is Serena because it's a Sailor Moon nod, but 
anyways, when I think about things that I'm doing, like I'm in the process of actually building an automation sequence for my own business. And I literally got, I want to say like 60% done. And then I looked back and I was like, there is no way that the level of business woman that I want to talk to is going to give a shit about this lead magnet that I have. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I had to stop myself and got to check myself before I wreck myself, so to speak. But in my head, I fell down and it's so easy to do this where it's like, I have this content. Like I, I, I know what I want to say. I know what I want to say, but that's not marketing. Marketing, if you are just saying something about what you think is, is great and people care about, that's not hitting. You have to make sure that it's like aligned with where it's being received. Yes. And I think I just want, the thing I want to just like shout from the rooftops to everyone is that marketing is so much more than like ads and social media. It's your opportunity <laughs> to tell your story. Yes. It's the opportunity to tell your story in a really vulnerable and authentic way and truly, truly connect with the smaller population yep. of the people that really care mm -hmm. that can truly benefit from what you have to offer. Yep. And I think that there's this big focus on quantity over quality and hence why they're like, okay, well, we need to spend X amount of dollars on these ads because that will get this much engagement. It'll get this many strategy calls, but then the likelihood of how many people are going to actually pick up the phone or answer the phone and then the amount of people that will actually convert and now you're in such the you know the single digits of of percentages yep. here <laughs> and you're just kind of like you think back at that at a certain point in time and you go like that's such bullshit yes yeah <laughs> but it's like if you can and that's even the the one of the reasons why I've never personally paid for growing my following mm -hmm. on social media because I'm like what's the point of getting you know okay my numbers look good to random people but it's a bunch of people that are not even engaged yep. with the content they're not organic followers and that just didn't make sense to me is yeah. I rather have less followers for people that truly are our raving fans that maybe I can help sometime in their journey yeah but having a bunch of people that just don't really care yeah <laughs> you know what what is the point or if you're on social media and social media stresses you out because you're getting all the this negative feedback negative comments constantly it's probably because you have a ton of followers that quote unquote has its you know benefits but clearly it has drawbacks yeah as well and that's there's a lot it's funny I think so many people are concerned with the optics on social media and they're all they're all bullshit I, am I allowed to curse yeah no, you okay. can curse as much as you want girl <laughs> um <laughs> You know, and I can't tell you, even like really large brands that I've worked with, it's been like, oh, we just need to increase our follower count. And for me, I 100% want to echo the sentiment you're saying, which is like the follower count actually means nothing. And what's interesting is I'm sure you've seen this on Instagram. A lot of accounts are now, you can't see how many likes that they've like mm -hmm. intentionally started changing the optics behind likes for mental health purposes which is you know de very definitely very interesting but from a business perspective and even like if you were looking at influencers that you wanted to work with or people on social media that would be good partnerships you're looking at the comments you're seeing how many of them are spam how many of them are natural engaged conversations and i think the biggest thing with social that i think drives everybody crazy is that brands go out there and they just spam their audience with a ton of information of like we're doing this like i'll give you an example i was working with a healthcare company recently and it was like their whole social media their instagram page was just like here's a webinar here's a quote here's a whatever and i'm like that's like getting up in front of a classroom and being like here's everything about me and then sitting down and expecting to have people want to talk to you mm -hmm. it's the whole 
premise of social media that makes it what it is, is that it's supposed to be a two-way street. It's supposed to be including and getting people excited. And there are so many ways to do that that I think we've gone into this zone where it's it's a burden, it's so much, it's it is, and it is. It's a full-time job for yeah. any given brand. It is a full-time job. But one of the things that I think is interesting, I tell people this all the time when they come to me and they want to focus only on social. They're like, we need to grow our social presence, all of this. Social media is literally like that's rented property because at the end of the day, I don't know if you've seen this is changing and I think that this officially kind of started but probably over the next year or two will pick up traction is that accounts are now able to charge you for following them. So that basically, yes. Oh. Gosh. Yes. So again, the great premise of social media, right, is that it's free, quote unquote. But if tomorrow, all of a sudden, Facebook said, if you're a business account, you have to pay $1,000 a month. And that's obviously not going to happen. That's a large sum of money. But they're bleeding money on ads right now because of all of this stuff with Apple and like the cookie policies and everything. If they decided to start charging businesses for owning accounts, you don't own any of your audience. If they decide to shut down your account, yeah. you don't own your audience. Yeah. And so that's why I try to get everybody to take, I think social is a great place to be because from a perspective of where your audience is, they're probably on some social media platform, right? But I think it's also really important to zoom the lens outside of that. And it's not only there. Really, the best way to market to customers on social is to find ways to take them offline and connect with them directly. It's so funny that you're saying this because I feel like I want to do a part two because I think that's such a loaded topic yeah. around this concept of digital marketing and what I personally call relationship marketing. Mm -hmm. Because one of of the things that I personally didn't have the opportunity to do in the beginning of business, I didn't have the funds in order to ramp up, you know, digital advertising. It just wasn't an option yeah. when I started in 2011. And I had to focus on a different style of marketing and networking and relationship building. Mm -hmm. And I really, I, I feel very grateful for that because I don't fear if social media was shut down tomorrow. Yes. I don't fear that because my business was built on something more foundational, something yep. stronger. And if you have all of your eggs in one basket, it really is time to rethink that. Mm -hmm. And it's also time for you to listen to our part two that we will <laughs> be recording. Yeah. Heck yes. But a couple of things that I wanted to mention about what you were saying earlier is, you know, one of the things that is so important for these companies is that, yes, you want to get super clear on your core customer, but it's also positioning yourself in a way that you are not just like drowning in the Red Sea, mm -hmm. which, you know, there's the Blue Ocean Strategy book for those of you that don't know the concept that I'm about to mention. But it's really, I always say, you're stop trying to compete to be the best. Mm -hmm. It's about competing to be the most unique. Yep. And that's really what Apple has always been about is they they wanted to create a really great product, but they also like think about the design of those crazy computers back in the day you know oh, they look like purses Do yeah you remember that? so you I know they were apps. always doing things differently yeah and they were always they weren't scared to you know be outside of the norm or be outside of that bubble and to be unique mm -hmm. and almost be like a little disruptive yes 
And for those of you that are always looking on social media and playing that comparison game and looking at your competitors, I think that there is a healthy amount of market research that should be done. And there's really market research is also like what threats are coming at you. You know, mm-hmm. we're in a we're in an era where there's AI and there's technology and we need to be aware of those different trends that are happening and are those going to be a threat to our companies. But I also think that we, you know, we need to almost just get back to the basics. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, the thing about Apple that's really interesting is they've almost, they've been able to get to the point where they are creating demand for products that didn't exist before because they're on the cutting edge of a lot of things, which is amazing. But the, if anyone listening is looking for a good marketing recommend, the Blue Ocean Strategy, I highly, highly, highly recommend. Mm. It's it's all about product differentiation. And one of the great examples I love is they talk about Yellowtail. And this was right around my time because I remember going into a wine store and being I all I knew was white and red yeah you know yeah, I mean? yeah totally I didn't know shit about wine yeah. but you wanted to feel a little you know bougier and like that you came to a party with wine and oh yeah. she's so sophisticated but when they're talking about the yellowtail example there are I mean to be honest there's not a need for any other wineries there's no there's not a need for any other like wine labels to come in we are we have plenty of wine what yellowtail did though was not try to come in and be the highest level most reputable wine they literally came in and said the wine industry is really snobby we want to come in with a different approach make it super inclusive affordable and we want to give people the like they made wine fun yeah. And that's why they stood out because they didn't just, and you know, obviously people it that were It is a very playful brand. Yes. And it's, and it was perfect for that target demographic. It was perfect for those younger, like 21, let's say to like 26. Yeah, totally. That wanted to have like the feeling like they could, you know, try out wine and it was low barrier to entry because they didn't have to pay $50 for a bottle. Yep. And people in the wine industry were pissed. They were like, they're making a mockery, like this isn't great wine, but that wasn't the point. Yeah. And so I think one of the the key things, and I say this all the time, if you're wanting to do an ad or some kind of campaign or something like this, because everyone else is doing it, if everyone else is going right and your customer is is in that area, right? Like go left. Yeah. What is a better way to reach them? And what are they really looking for? Again, that goes back to being obsessed with the customer. Like what is it that they really want that we uniquely can provide? And that should grow and change over time. My services when I first started are entirely different like from then and now. Mm -hmm. And that's intentional because as I started seeing, I was like, no, people don't actually need X, Y, and Z. Like I now personally don't just run ads for people. Yeah. I do it as a, just in case of emergency, if you can find absolutely no one else, (laughs) yeah but because I'm like that's not what you really need you actually need this and I think in marketing the fancy term is your unique selling proposition but what you do is you make a list of everything your customer really wants again you're in their shoes what do they really want what do they really need Mm -hmm. you make a list of everything that you do really really well and that's not pie in the sky one day I'm going to do this well that is right here and now and not what you could do yes what you want to do yes and you would love to do yes that light you up because people buy from that passion yes people buy what, and it's also like, sustainable it. yeah it's sustainable when it, you truly like it like you don't create things just to fill that need you 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 do it because it aligns yes 
Exactly. You start seeing where like the dots connect between what they really want and need, what you organically do really well and want to do. And then you take a third part of this, because I love what you're saying. It's it's the analysis. It's know thy environment. Mm -hmm. And that's both like the economic environment. That's both like the overall like industry trends, things that are changing. But then that's also your competitors. And I, it's, it's really interesting to me because a lot of times I'll talk to business owners and they won't know a single competitor. Or if they do, they'll be like, well, we were so much better than them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's great. And you might be, but how would your customers know that? On like, paper, there's so much shit that looks the same. Yes. So it's like, you know, your internal uniqueness and how you're internally better. But that doesn't mean that anybody knows that from your social media presence or from your website presence. And so we need to like get off that horse yes. and <laughs> humble ourselves yes. for sure. Yeah. So it's so interesting though, like as we wrap up, because I don't want to make this too long for everyone to digest, because I know this is, you know, such a key topic that I feel like a lot of business owners are just not strong in. You know, there's so many multiple series that we want to do around <laughs> this topic, but we felt like this one was so foundational. What you were just saying about Yellowtail, brings me to like the last major point I wanted to make in this podcast, which was really about don't try to be everything to everyone. Mm -hmm. So as you said, is that they made it fun. They knew their core customer and they removed that barrier to entry. Mm -hmm. They were not trying to claim that they were the stag's leap or the heights or, or some of the like top wineries out there. They mm -hmm. were not trying to claim that they were like this high-end amazing wine they were just like we make good wine we make it affordable we make it fun yeah that is something that I feel like goes wrong in a lot of businesses mm -hmm. and I see it like clockwork in healthcare especially is we want to make it accessible aka we want to make it affordable mm -hmm. but we want to be the experts and we want to provide the best of the best with the best expertise and we also want to do it all quick we want to get people results in the shortest amount of time. <laughs> and it's not fucking realistic. Yeah. It's not even possible. And I say that like when you think about Apple mm -hmm. as a great example, it ain't cheap. Yeah. But you're willing to pay for it because of the massive amounts of quality. Mm -hmm. And it is pretty time effective in the sense that like they have all of their systems nailed down. You order, you're going to get that computer, that phone, you're getting it probably you know a day two days later three yeah. days later and that's their standard of shipping yep so it's like all of that is nailed down and they are not going to be just low priced yeah because that doesn't make any sense for them i even said about costco i'm like costco everything is amazingly priced yep look at costco it's a warehouse yeah. it ain't pretty yeah <laughs> they're serving you milkshakes and hot dogs yeah. like it is not an experience yeah maybe the samples but yeah <laughs> Yeah. But it's literally like they are, it's bare bones, you know, concrete floors. Yep. But everything is super affordable. And, and like, so we need to get out of this mindset of trying to be everything to everyone. And this is what's going to set us free. And it's going to allow us to step into a marketing strategy that actually yields the results. Yeah. Have you ever heard this phrase, good, fast, and cheap pick two? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly when I, when you were saying that, that's what like clicked in my head because it is so true. And 
you will bend over backwards trying to do all of the things. And I have, and just like a quick example, I have a company that I work with that they do like coaching and they're fantastic at what they do and they are expensive and they're very much of the same like, well, we also want to do this and we also want to do that. And to me, I'm like, okay, we'll create scholarship opportunities where mm -hmm. people can do this at an affordable cost, but your offering is of a like really great quality. And instead of trying to do 10 other programs, you know what I mean? Yep. Find ways to work within what you really they're, do well. They're being influenced by an outside voice saying you need something more entry level. Yeah. And it's like, but do you really want to do that? Yeah. And like, that is a question that I had to ask myself over and over in healthcare. Yeah. I was guilt tripped so badly about how I'm supposed to be serving people and saving people and helping people. And at the end of the day, when I did create the lower tiered offering, those were the exact people that didn't want to be helped. Yeah. They loved complaining about their condition and they loved being a victim to it, but they were not in a place of taking action in the way that I worked with my patients yeah. like I require a time commitment I like it is rigorous work on both of our behalfs for you to get the results that you can 100% get but like I'm not feeding you yeah I'm not putting supplements in your mouth I'm not getting you into an infrared sauna I'm not shifting your mindset like I'm not there on speed dial to say like you know, don't let that person stress you out and ruin your day. Like there are, there is guidance and then there are active behaviors that you have to encompass. And guess what? It's not easy. Yeah. And I want to be there to hold my patient's hands and be there to support them throughout their process. And my time costs money. Mm -hmm. And I just, at this point in my career, I'm like, I can't set you up for failure. I know too much and I know what works. Yeah. And there are plenty of other people out there that are going to, provide a different type of service at a different price point that will probably be a way better fit. So I'm going to just stay in my lane. Yeah. <laughs> do my jam yeah and it's better for those people to seek out the person that absolutely loves creating an offer around exactly what they need yes a hundred percent I think that there's this weird thing that we we all kind of have in some way like around money and the the guilt that can be there from being like I'm again like another coaching client that I've worked with like they have this awesome offering and she's like well we can barely get paid with this offering and I was like well you need to get paid like you need to be able to make this beneficial for you otherwise you can't help more people yeah and so I, I completely agree with you I do believe that there is something out there for everybody and I think that where you're passionate like follow that trail yes you know, I think that for a while when I first started and like I'm from like Philadelphia area, I like area, I like love an underdog. And so for me, it's like I wanted to help every small business yes. owner. And what was really challenging is at the beginning of like working with people, a lot of people just couldn't afford me. And it was exactly like you were saying. It was like I would lower my prices. They still wouldn't be happy. And at the end of the day, I would be doing them a disservice because they felt like they were spending everything on me. But I, I only had so much margin to work. Yeah. And it just I wound up changing things around and feeling less guilty about it because I'm like I better serve people that are here yeah you know what I mean like this is my Serena this is the person that I think my I Serena, can I, love I can benefit from the most and like she's the person that needs it gets the value and it just clicks I appreciate that vulnerable story because I feel like I know that was like very short and sweet and to the point but I feel like that is such a valuable 
thing for people to take away because I think that sometimes we think it's just us or it's just our industry, yeah. but it's every industry. Yeah. It's really just a matter of like showing up as your true authentic self of as an entrepreneur, you know, being able to, I hate saying know your worth, but it's, it's knowing that you deserve to be compensated for your time, for your intellectual property, for your efforts, for the support, for you holding yourself to a high standard, for you going above and beyond, for you like always having your clients back. All of those things have value yep. and you need to stop devaluing because you're working with the wrong fucking customer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that's that's where you see a lot of really tear your hair out business owners, right? Yeah. And it's like, again, back to who is this for? Because you might be working with a bunch of people and you might be, you know, like it, on the surface, things are going great. You have all these clients, but are they the people that you really like working with? Yeah. Because if not, you're going to hate your business. You're going to hate your business. That. You're going to be burnt out. Yeah. And you're going to end up through Integrative Wellness Group Store. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. And there you go. Mic drop. Yeah. Bye. Book on my calendar. Everyone. (laughs) Uh, Well, I appreciate this conversation. I appreciate your real rawness, your authenticity. And I really want to roll into this part two of really talking about how to set your business up so that you're not fully reliant on social media because who the hell knows where the world is going (laughs) these days? It's a weird world we live in. And, you know, how can we implement, you know, branding practices, storytelling practices, content? that builds trust with our customers and and build relationships so that we're not even touched if something goes wrong in the social media arena. Mm-hmm. So that's our next topic. So tune in. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye. You've reached the end of another episode of the Integrative Entrepreneur Podcast. Connect with us at integrativegrowthinstitute.com. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to receive our free materials. See you at the next episode. If you love today's episode of Integrative Entrepreneur Podcast, please head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you.